Well, mix faith with this. Raise your right hand to the Lord and say, we're getting our lands. We're getting our buildings, our houses, our vehicles, and our equipments. All of our debts are being reduced and eliminated. And God is bringing into our hands big seed. And we're receiving a large harvest. We call our church paid for years and years ahead of time full of people and full of God's presence. Thank you, Lord, for meeting every need in Jesus' name. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's extra coming in for me. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, praise and worship leaders. Beautiful job. I invite you to open your Bibles this morning to Proverbs chapter 4 and the 18th verse. Father, I thank you for giving us utterance today, for speaking through us. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. I got this when I woke up early this morning. And uh, I'll give you the title in a moment. But look at Proverbs 4.18. It says, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. I like the Amplified. It says, But the path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous, it's like the light of dawn, that shines more and more, brighter and clearer, until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. So the Scripture talks about God having paths for us to walk on. And as we stay obedient and stay hooked with Him, these paths get brighter and brighter until the full day comes. Amen? When we walk in and on His paths, life will be brighter and life will be better. From the book of Ephesians, and I might do some quoting this morning rather than actually looking at all of the Scriptures, but in Ephesians 2.10, it says that God has got through predestination and has planned ahead of time paths for us to walk in. Amen. Paths for us to walk in. That we should walk in them living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. Say it with me. Good God, good, God. good, path, good path, and good life. Good Amen. So what I got in my spirit today was how then do we walk in on God's paths? And several scriptures came to me because a path denotes walking. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. One way that we are to walk on his paths is simply in 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter and the 7th verse, for it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. That tells us two different ways that we can live, even as Christians. Even, as, even though we are the uncompromisingly righteous in right standing with God, every day when your feet hit the floor, you have a choice to live one way or the other. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith and not by sight. If we stay in the realm of faith and live by faith and stay out of the realm of sight and our five physical senses and walk on this path, life will be brighter and life will be better. 
Say it with me. Life will be brighter. And life will be better. Now, of course, you know, I'm going to share several ways to walk, but we're going to hone in on one and spend a little time there. So we walk by faith and not by sight. Also on this path, it's extremely important that we walk in wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. We need wisdom for our daily walk. Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, and in him all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden. The wisdom of God is available to you because Jesus is our wisdom. And the wisdom of God is not hidden from us, but the wisdom of God is hidden for us. So in life, on this path, when you come across some things that you need wisdom for, just confess, Jesus is my wisdom. I have the wisdom of God. I have the mind of Christ. And Lord, I'm trusting you for wisdom for my everyday life. And you can ask for wisdom. Say with me, I'm walking on this path and I'm walking in the wisdom of God. And then we are to walk circumspectly. That's another way of saying walking in wisdom. In Ephesians the 5th and the 15th verse, it says, So be careful how you live. Be mindful of your steps. Don't run around like idiots, one translation says, as the rest of the world does. Pretty plain, isn't it? Instead, walk as the wise. The Amplified says this, Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthy and accurately, not as the unwise and the witless, but as wise, sensible, and intelligent people. I'm looking at a group of wise and sensible and intelligent people. Yes, you are. You are as muy inteligente. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Tom. And then we are to walk in the light. If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And come on, somebody, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. So walking in the light, walking in communion with Him, walking in the light also means to walk in the Word because the entrance of His Word gives us light. So when we're talking about walking on these paths and things getting brighter and better and better, we better make sure that we're staying full of faith and full of the light of God's Word. Amen? Now what will happen when you walk in the light you have, God will give you more light. There's a scripture in the book of Psalms that says, In His light we see more light. How many of you, just be honest, are seeing more than you've ever seen before? I mean, the eyes of your understanding are being flooded with light. Hallelujah. John, the great apostle John says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Thy word is truth and thy word is light. Amen. And then we want to make sure if life is going to get brighter and better that we're walking in the spirit. In Galatians 5, 16, it says, Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then he goes on to list what the fruit of the recreated human spirit is. It's love, joy, 
peace, long-suffering, gentleness, temperance, and so on. Amen. One thing for sure, you do not want to walk on this path depressed. No, you want the joy of the Lord attending your way. You want to be serving God with gladness and not with sadness. You want His joy functioning and operating you at its full potential every day of your life. So you can walk in that. Now the one that I want to hone in on today is found in Ephesians 5. And I want you to look at verse 1 and 2. And I'm going to take a drink. Not from the hollow leg, but from H2O. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. And I'd like you to read those verses with me. Ready? Read. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Verse 2. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and has given himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. So when it says to be followers of God as dear children, that word literally means to imitate him. He is love. We serve a God who is love. And he has invited us and furnished us with the ability to walk in love. The Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad, not in our heads, but the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, which has been given unto us. Amen. So he has furnished us. He has given us the equipment to love. He's given you the ability to forgive when you've been done wrong. He's given you the ability to believe the best of every person. He has given you the ability to pray for your enemies rather than curse them. He's given you the ability to bless those that curse you. Pray for them. Amen. And do good to them that despitefully use you. You have that DNA on the inside of you. You have the love of God. Don't hide it. Let it flow. Walk in it. And life will be brighter. And life will be better. In John 13, in verse 34 and verse 35, he said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if, what? If you have love one to another. That's what the world needs to see. The world needs to see love and action in us and through us for one another and toward the community in which we live. A good friend of mine said this, the selfish life is the empty life. The self-centered life is the miserable life. But the giving life is the fulfilling life. And the unselfish life is the satisfying life. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, I think of an old song, I got to get that out of it. (laughs) No, we're not going there. George knows exactly where I'm at. But if you want to be happy, live to give and live to love. 
You want a zero failure rate in your life? Walk in love. God has never failed. Love never fails. You may have some tests. You may have some trials. But love will make you more than a conqueror through anything that you may face. Hey, if love be for you, who can be against you? Oh, glory. Say with me, love loves me. And he's for me. So this is the cliff notes of this message, but you're getting it. A major reason why people fail to keep this love commandment is they have not yet received the revelation of how much God loves them. In John the 17th and verse 23, Jesus, this is from the lips of the master. Glory to God, this is good news. He said, I in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and you have loved them as thou hast loved me. What does that mean? That means that Jesus is saying that his father loves us as much as he loves him. That's good news. You may want to walk around your house this week and say, my father loves me as much as he loves Jesus. What have I got to fear? What have I got to be afraid of? I've cast all my cares upon my good, good father because my father cares for me. I know and have believed the love that God has to me. God is love. And I'm dwelling in love and I'm dwelling in God. Say it with me. If God be for me, who can be against me? So now you've got to make sure then that you do not allow that rascal, the devil the accuser of the brethren to bum you out. Don't let him separate you from this revelation of how much God loves you. Let me just quote a couple of scriptures. It says, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It's Christ that died, who is risen again, and is seated at the right hand of God, who is always praying for us. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation? A past failure? Distress? Sickness and disease? Persecution? Famine? Nakedness? Peril or sword? No, no, no. As it is written... For thy sake we're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. But nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through who? Let's just say that a couple of times. No, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. It'd be one thing for him to say we were conquerors. But this word more is hooper or hyper. That's out beyond being a conqueror. Oh, glory to God. Jesus is the one who conquered Satan. He rose over death, hell, and the grave. And then he gave you the keys of hell and death. And he said, he gave you the keys of the kingdom and said, now you are more than a conqueror. But I want you to see this. Don't let this get by you. It is through him that loves you. The reason why we can be bold to declare that we are more than conquerors is because he absolutely loves us. Keith Hershey said, he's not mad at you. He's what? 
He's not mad at you, but he's mad about you. Amen. God is love. He doesn't have love. He is love. Woo! You cannot be better loved when he loves you. Now look with me at 1 John chapter 4 and verse 16. Man, we're doing good for time today. In 1 John, the fourth chapter and the 16th verse, look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting fed a good happy meal this morning. I was watching Brother Andy Asakwe's service in the middle of the night last night, and I just got to thinking, I wonder how long they're going to have service today. It got up there to the three-hour mark, and I know his wife said, well, he made another attempt, but he didn't make it. But anyway, in 1 John 4, 16, and we have known and believed. In other words, we have faith that, for, believe the love that God has to us. God is love. He that dwells in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Amen. Now listen to this statement. I've written this down in my notes. Very important. The degree to the degree that we believe and receive his love. To the degree that we believe and receive his love and allow it to be developed in our life. And allow it to be developed in our life determines our walking in the fullness of his glory and the fullness of his abundant provision. That's a powerful statement right there. In verse 17, he said, Herein is our love made perfect, or literally fully developed, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we. As he is love, so are we love. Amen? As he is gracious, so are we gracious. As he is merciful, so are we merciful. Amen? As he is kind and patient and long-suffering, so am I. Amen? Why? Because I'm just like him in that I'm following him on this path of love. On this path of love is the realm of of the miraculous on this path of love is not only the realm of signs and wonders and miracles for healing but on this path of love is also miraculous provisional miracles for those who will just trust him and walk with him every day of their life do we have any candidates for receiving that today when the world sees love in us it's seeing him Now look at verse 18 in the Amplified Version. Stay with me a little while. Verse 18 in the Amplified Version. And of course, this is the King James Version. I'll read the Amplified. It says, There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But full-grown, complete, perfect love. What does it do with fear? It turns fear out of doors. And I love this. And expels every trace of tear. Woo! Hallelujah. How can you tell when you're walking in the fullness of love? You'll have no fear. You'll have no fear. The question I have for you, how much fear is in him? Fully developed faith and love throws it out. The law of displacement occurs. And I love this statement. 
when you and I, when the eyes of our hearts become enlightened, when we become fully developed and perfected in this love, we will have zero fear. Say this with me. If Satan can't scare me, he can't stop me. Hallelujah. Andrew Murray says this. He said, The fruit of the Spirit that he brought from heaven out of the heart of the crucified Christ and that he gives in our heart is first and foremost love. What a powerful statement. Now this love that's on the inside of you is not dependent on your feelings. You know, if you walk by your feelings, sometimes you may want to throw a punch at somebody. You know, if you walk by your feelings, if you're spit on, you may want to spit back. Or if you're insulted, you may want to just say something bad. I can remember one day we were uh, driving down Castro, Castro Valley Boulevard with James and they had to parallel park. There was just one parking space available. And so I looked around and someone had sped in right behind me and took the parking place. Oh, I'm telling you, I wanted to be, I wanted to be naughty. And he was a big guy. And he could tell I was disturbed because I kept looking at, I gave him that old And he just stood on the curb and basically was saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh. The hand is on the, you know, he's, he's dissing me in front of my baby. The hand is on the handle, but the love of Jesus, it constrained me. And the love of Christ will constrain you. The love of Jesus in you will help you keep this little beast an inch beneath your nose in check. Say to me, the love of God, it's in me and it constrains me. It'll keep you on this path. It'll cause your life to be brighter. It'll cause your life to be better. Jesus came to give us a better life. And he's furnished us with the equipment and the tools so that we can walk in the fullness of love. Somebody say amen. Amen. Love is not based on feelings. Love is a choice. Just like you've heard Brenda preach, you can make the choice to rejoice. You can also make the choice to walk in love. uh, uh, David Jeremiah said this, Love is not a feeling. Love is a response. And then he said, love is an action. It's an action. Now, we quoted this to you. So let me read it to you now in Matthew 5, 4. But I say unto you, this is Jesus' teaching. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. You know, it's real easy to love your friends, isn't it? But notice these four things that Jesus said we could do. Love, bless, do good, and pray. Friends, if you do those things, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Amen? 
Martin Luther King said this. He said, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. I'll say that again. Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. Wow. Hallelujah. You just walk on this path to please God. You walk by faith, walk in wisdom, walk in love. He'll even cause some of your enemies to be at peace with you. They may not like you. They may not understand you, but they can't touch this. Amen. Because the wicked one touches you not. Say it me, no weapon, no tongue formed against me is going to prosper. Paul writing to the church at Rome said it like this, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with what? Overcome evil with God. Overcome evil with love. You know, one preacher was upset and he wanted to whip a person. I don't know if the person was in his church. Oh yeah, I've been there. I wanted to whip a few people. But, But I could just see the headlines the next day. Hayward pastor jailed for assault. No, we're not going to do that. So I don't know whether he was upset with a preacher or someone else in the congregation. And an old wise minister told him, well, you might be able to whip a skunk, but you may not want to. Because when you're finished, you'll smell just like him. You don't need that kind of stench in your life. I, I get this in my spirit. You're better than that. You're better than that. Because we're living under the royal law of love. And and royalty live under this royal law. You are his kings and his priests. You You are clothed with robes of righteousness. So act like royalty and do not allow yourself to be overcome with evil. But overcome the forces of evil with my spirit and my word. Amen. Galatians 6, 5 in the Amplified says, For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith that is activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Everyone say it with me. My faith is working by love. Kenneth E. Hagin said this. This is a a golden statement. We knew Dad very well. And most people know Dad Hagen for his great uh, life of faith, his great life of prayer, and his great life in the Holy Spirit. But one of the highest qualities and characteristics that I saw in Dad Hagen, he was absolutely a man of love. He just walked in love. He said this, a step out of love is a step out of God. We could say it this way, a step out of love is a step off the path. Or a step out of love is a step out of the glory. So let us make sure then that we are walking and we are doing our very best to walk in love. Don't let things bug you. Don't allow yourself to be a grump. Nobody wants to be around a grump. 
Don't allow yourself to be that guy that's negative about anything and everything. Don't allow yourself to be a person that that repels people. But rather be a man or a woman of love. And I'm telling you, it will make you irresistible. People will be drawn to Jesus in your life because you're walking in the realm of God's love. How many of you want to go from one level of glory to the next? And lastly, turn with me to John chapter 14. And in verse 21 through verse 23. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for enabling us to walk in this path. Hallelujah. Who praise God? It's a good path. It's a God path. It's a glory path. It's a bright path. Getting better and better every day. Amen. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I've had some tests. I've had some trials. All of us have. And we never want to minimize the fact that someone may be going through it. What love does, love doesn't judge. Love gets right where they're at and holds them up and lifts them up. You may know some people today that are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Why don't you take them by the hand? And why don't you testify that you've been in a certain situation before and here's what love did for you. What that's going to do, it's going to build hope into people's life. Amen? You see, when you belong to a church like this, this is a community of faith, but it also is a community of love. Amen? And so we should lock shields with one another and be encouragers and be blessings to the people around us. C.S. Lewis said this, Every Christian would agree that a man's spiritual health is exactly proportional to his love for God. That's quite a statement. He said again, every Christian would agree that a man's spiritual health, and I will say this, your physical health, your relational health, all areas of health, is exactly proportional to his love for God. Now let me explain this through the words of Jesus. In John 14 and verse 21, Jesus said, He that has my commandments. Do you have his commandments? And keepeth them. No, you don't keep them like you would keep a piece of paper in your Bible. No, keeping his commandments is being a doer of them. He said, If you will keep my commandment of love, and you will do that, it is he that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved in my Father. And I will love him. And what will you do, Jesus? I will manifest, reveal myself to him. Not only that, but I will let myself be clearly seen by him. And I'm going to make myself real to him. Oh, do we want him manifesting himself in our life? On this path of glory and on this path that gets brighter and brighter, you're going to need his love every step of the way. You're going to need his revelation every step of the way, every day. I want him revealing himself. I want him manifesting his presence, his power, his healing, and his provision to me. But it is in direct proportion and is contingent upon you and I 
walking on this path and just keeping the commandment of love. Now drop down to verse 23 and we'll look at it in the Amplified. We're going to read it together. It says this. Ready, ready, read. Jesus answered, If a person really loves me, he will keep my word, obey my teaching, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home, our abode, our special dwelling place with him. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I hear the psalmist saying this in closing. Because you have set your love upon him therefore he will deliver us he will set us on high what that means that we will be too high for capture we will be high and lifted up exalted seated with him because you set your love upon him and kept his commandments hallelujah when you call upon him He's going to twiddle his thumbs and say, wait a while. It's busy up here in glory. No, thank God. When we call upon him, he will answer him. You know God's phone number, don't you? (laughs) Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. When you set your love upon me, this is in Psalm 91, verses 14 through 16, and you can check it out. When you set your love upon me, I'll be with you in trouble. Glory. Whoo, glory. Amen. How many of the Lord's ever been with you in trouble? Yes. He's not there with you in trouble to make it worse. He's there with you in trouble to show you the exit sign. No temptation. Come on, somebody. Has taken you, but such as is common to man. But yes. God is faithful. Love is faithful. Love is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above your ability. Hallelujah. And will also always with the temptation make a way of escape. I will deliver him. I will honor him. And when you set your love upon me, I will show you my salvation. That's him manifesting and showing himself and revealing himself to those that will walk on this path of love and walk on this path of glory. Pastor Tom, if you'd come to the piano, let's all stand to our feet and let's just lift up our hands. right.